I'm Maddie. And I'm Ryan. And this is the Mutant Ages. Which a is a TV we... show. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I wish it were. But you know who I wish weren't in charge of the Mutant Ages TV show? Mojo from the Mojo Verse. Yeah, remember because... that weird asshole? He's back. He wouldn't let us do all of the creative stuff that we want to do on this show. He would want way more violence and way less fan fiction about Wolverine. I was going to say, he would probably make you and I fight each other he probably it would, would be some sort of absurd situation where you'd be like okay on this week of the mutant ages todd maddie and ryan and katie and the other maddie all Battle fight for the their death. lives against a bunch of dinosaur robots <laughs> and the like games yeah, yeah honestly and <laughs> that is essentially the episode of x-men the animated series that we just watched so let's get into it back when we were young we experienced a change called long shot i don't even know where this episode was supposed to air i guess it aired during season five it really could have happened at any time at all well let's see no i mean it has to happen after the first mojovers episode which we've already seen i think it was supposed to be in season after that or somewhere i'm actually gonna go to disney plus and double check this because disney plus has them correctly in order well i guess it does if it if disney plus is correct it's in season four because that's where i watched it no but see like even that's not right though because the beyond good and evil are just randomly in the middle when those were clearly supposed to be the series finale it's yeah, so weird i don't think disney plus is accurate either it's almost like x-men the animated series wrote a bunch of stuff with the understanding that it would be aired out of order because again as we've talked about on this show that's how tv was back then you kind of had to write standalone episodes and the fact that x-men had so many multi-part episodes was like a problem for the show yeah so this is a this is an episode of tv that feels very much of its time it could have aired pretty much whenever yeah it kind of helps if you've seen the previous mojo verse episode oh, but, but in yeah, terms of like the weird jokes deal. and weird politics that are in here, it's definitely mid 90s. Okay. By the way, speaking <laughs> of TV, I just scrolled down to see what's on season five for Disney Plus, and there's only six episodes that was the new animation, which includes Jubilee's Fairy Tale Theater, mm-hmm. something called The Fifth Horseman that has Beast as like a monster. Great. Then there's something called old soldiers which has captain america and logan like fucking then it's descent and it's like mr sinister but victorian and then it's hidden agendas which is like robots versus like i don't know texas and then there's like the end (laughs) it's it's that's it's just like this absurd five episodes you know we don't have that many more episodes left of this show but honestly all of those descriptions sounded great to me i can't wait to watch all of them mr sinister and victorian outfit Sounds great. Yeah, we have literally 
eight episodes left of the animated series, which is crazy to me considering where we started this. I guess we're going to have a couple movie episodes coming up real fucking fast. Yeah, we are. We're going to have to watch X-Men Origins Wolverine, which we've put off long enough. And I I keep on coming with reasons not to do it. And now we finally have to do it. We just need to do it. But anyway, it doesn't matter. We've already watched Longshot and that is what we're going to talk about. Yes, we are. So remember Mojo Jojo? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Previously on the (laughs) X-Men. Remember Mojo Jojo? He's back with his crazy shit. Yeah. So basically, the last time we saw Mojo Jojo, Jojo Jojo, was he? I think, I don't think his name is actually Mojo Jojo. I think it's just Mojo. I don't say adding Jojo Jojo. You know what? Maybe that's his last name. (laughs) Hold on. Who is Mojo Jojo? Is that like a Powerpuff Girls? It's Powerpuff Girls. Okay. You're right. It is. That's the main villain of. Okay. It's the ape guy from Powerpuff Girls. Okay. Okay. So this is a different Mojo. Different Mojo. Mojo. So this Mojo, yeah, and this Mojo <laughs> captured all the X Men when they were at the mall through their TV screens and right. made them all fight each other in these weird like action sitcoms that he created because that's what he does in the Mojo verse. Yeah, the Mojo verse is a dimension that's all about TV, but like fictional Hunger Games TV, where Mojo, yeah. so Mojo's kind of like a comedy version of Jabba the Hutt. Like he's a huge fat guy with like a metal scorpion tail, but he's like an alien. Jabba guy, but he's also like funny in that '90s way, like you know, Freakazoid, The Mask. He talks. Yeah, I was really gonna fast. say like Jim Carrey. That's kind yeah, of the way he's acting, kind of like Doctor Feelbad. Yeah, kind of like Doctor Feelbad. I actually remember liking Mojo pretty well in the first episode we watched of him, and thinking he was not funny. so much this time around. This time though. around, I don't know if the writing is worse or if I just was not in the mood. No, for No, I'm with you. I think it, was it the same writers? Can you look that up? Because oh, boy. here's my we thing: we never do this because we never want to diss the writers on the show, and I always cut it out so i'm not even gonna look up whoever they were apologies okay. slash whatever <laughs> okay. i don't even care who wrote it sorry that to those last people. episode was so good though i felt I like it did a really good job at making commentary on the politics of both the 90s and also the tropes and genres of 90s tv right. and also how the industry was working and that is not what is happening here no nope. but what we do get to see instead is a lot of like gay stuff between <laughs> beast logan and Longshot. so you know i'm still okay it's just that depth is not there this time i know and i don't like any of the mojo stuff in this it's not nearly as funny it in fact isn't. and sometimes i find it a little insulting because there's like a lot of just randomly placed fat phobia with him in this one yeah so it felt i'm like just that was dialed way up i mean he was always a fat character before but like with this this one as soon as you see him he's like slurping down some pink drink and then burping and he's like really burping loudly. and it's and like, there's like all these sad trombone noises when he's like walking around and i'm just like i don't really care about that like i can tell the show thinks i'm supposed to find him funny just because he's fat this is but, but this don't. is like the 90s all over again i, I mean know, you, but not in a good way so no the <laughs> 90s were still doing that thing where like fat jokes were okay I mean, people still do it was it now, such man. a weird time it doesn't happen nearly as often in film and cartoons as it did in the 90s i'm only thinking of it because i'm playing final fantasy 7 remake and there is a fat character who they make fun of constantly that's fucking annoying so i'm just like well i guess this joke isn't ever gonna die but it does i guess you could argue that maybe i'm not seeing it because i'm not watching current tv that does that kind of shit like here's here's my own counter argument final fantasy 7 originally came out in the 90s so (laughs) and they were like let's change nothing anyway back to this show so it opens up 
up with Logan teaching Jubilee how to drive, which in and of itself is really hilarious. And I was okay, so yeah, that, ready that to was like this so funny just to me. based on this one scene because it was very, right. very funny. So Logan does the thing that you do when you're teaching a teenager to drive where he says red light quietly and then he goes, red light, much more loudly as <laughs> Jubilee like screams. That reminds me home. so much of that time when we were shooting Demon and we were pulling out of Eli's uh driveway and mink was driving the car mink and is gonna hate this story mink frequent t- listener to the episode sorry well okay our our friend steph who played rouge is like what was it? she said like tree yeah tree, she was like tree tree, tree. 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 she screams tree, tree. And before we hit the tree that's we kind of what's happening here tree. mink stopped no. we were very safe and the tree was not hit also it was Jubilee- also in her defense it was really fucking dark out and there were no lights so <laughs> there was no red light there to help us also, so what we were all teenagers like no yeah, one exactly. was a good driver and neither is jubilee so jubilee screeches to a halt at the red light she stops at the red light that's about as safe as you can get and she's like i saw it and logan's like yeah right why don't you pull in over there and he motions to a gas which station. she then like crashes into I the know, little curb she, like, swerves into the gas station and parks and logan's just like excuse me i need to go get a beer <laughs> like that's what but else logan would he be going in there for a really long time so i just was like i guess he's taking a shit like i don't know or he's having a panic attack in the bathroom those are no, he's like, options. I don't know. He's getting a quick blowjob in there because that's the only explanation I have he's is that he's just in for a long time. <laughs> he's hooking up inside that 7 Eleven bathroom. That's yeah, what's there's happening. There's some glory holes in there. It was a different time. So Julie's <laughs> like, don't take all day. I'm just starting to get good. And then she laughs at herself and she's like, I always forget the clutch part, which I guess means she didn't even put the car into park. I don't know. So then I don't know. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't. So then a bunch of beams of light suddenly shine down on her like there's an alien invasion. And there basically is, but it's an extra dimensional invasion invasion right this big portal opens up and a bunch of like larpers walk out yeah and one of them is long shot he's the first one to catapult into jubilee's passenger seat and he just yeah. goes where are we which is like his first line which i was okay, like oh, and you know, i also laughed really hard because jubilee of all characters says whoa what's with the fireworks which i thought was really funny and then the larpers walk out and, and jubilee just goes why does this stuff always happen to me and i was like that's a good question jubilee <laughs> yeah i mean ever since the pilot episode where a bunch of robots attacked her at a mall jubilee has had some pretty bad luck with random people showing up in her life and fighting her it's also like the weirdest most absurd situation she's like oh here's some robots they're just gonna attack me today oh these morlocks want to like make me these people who live in the sewers are gonna make me like a christmas tree out of a twig now this pe- these larpers are falling out of like teleportation holes above Admittedly, me all of those episodes were like some of our favorite apps whereas this one not so much but it is another that's episode because jubilee was there to jubilee yeah this episode you know even though jubilee's in it a lot i don't really feel like she gets to do anything cool which is kind of too bad i also feel like she's not jubilee in this she like she is really here seem like it she seems a little more like a, a different kind of teenager like yeah which is a believable one but it's not who her character has been or ever would be in the comics like the whole reason why people find jubilee to be asexual is because she never really flirts with anyone we saw her kind of have a little thing with skin in the comic books and then very recently she like kissed chamber but she's somebody who just always like is not interested you know yeah so see see her go into this immediate situation where launch falls into like her 
her car and she's like oh who's this pretty boy and yeah. she's like getting all wet already and i was she like what who very attracted to Longshot for this entire episode which i found very odd Mostly this also happened when bobby was around remember when bobby was there and she left and she was like sobbing because he was leaving yeah get ready for that shit to happen again i know right i actually forgot about that entirely maybe this is in character for this version of jubilee who like meets any other male character and is like yeah he's hot which is i don't know it's very like boy crazy crazy 90s trope kind of a thing anyway yeah that's definitely what it is yeah so anyway all the larpers attack <laughs> and spiral oh, is yeah. there should we say who spiral is why not well we already said who she was in the previous episode but she has like six arms and she can create teleportation things yeah, she works for mojo that's all you really need to know and i love how jubilee just stands up to I know she like first of all Launchot does a bunch of acrobatics to Fight. like but he doesn't actually do anything just a bunch of wacky music plays and he flips around and he just like <laughs> gets hit once and goes down to which Jubilee then stands on her car her, her car there and what does she say here because it's she says, I think it's Jubilee Princess of Pyrotechnics commands you to release the human <laughs> yeah okay so that I think is her trying to be like Storm yeah maybe. That's really I think cute. it's her like looking up to Storm and trying to be Storm. Like I like I like this concept of her being like Storm's my role model. Uh-huh. I have a solid role model. I want to be like her, and, and I'm glad that it's Storm. She's trying to be like a member of the X Men in this moment because she sees this cute guy fall into her car. He's immediately in trouble, and she's like, "I gotta step up to the plate and put my Storm on and like try to get going." I know it's cute. Unfortunately, Spiral is just like ignore her, yeah. <laughs> which is really funny. <laughs> and she's like, "Spiral's like she's just a little girl," and then Jubilee's like, "A little girl," and shoots off a blast at them, and then a bunch of humans who were standing in the background start screaming, and I was like, "Really?" They didn't run away before that <laughs> also jubilee just like shoots this this is when jubilee shot something at her and like there was such a huge explosion that jubilee is like oh wow my powers are really actually very explosive <laughs> yeah they're actually dangerous i kind of liked it though me too um so spiral also has a henchman with her named gog who's like got a beard and that's a his name yeah he, i just kept on calling him gimli and i wrote it down he basically <laughs> looks like a cyberpunk gimli um yeah and so spiral is like like, if that rebel scum gets away, I'll cancel you permanently, which is like the first of many instances of Spiral referring to someone else as getting canceled, which is only funny because that's like a slang term people use now to mean something completely different. But in this show, it's like a pun. It means we're going to kill the shit out of you. Well, I think it's like a pun about television shows because like it is, you're but... just getting canceled. And so like every time Spiral talks about wanting to kill somebody, she talks about canceling them. And I just, I don't know. I found it really funny. But <laughs> well, you can screw it a lot in this they do and so then gog opens up another portal and a bunch of war wolves come out and so these are from the comics they're like weird dogs they're terrifying and they can shift they're like shapeshifters yeah and so then wolverine finally finishes up his bj and walks out of the gas station and like realizes by the way everyone's gone now yeah so like after the war wolves show up jubilee and longshot like catapult away together and run off and so by the time logan gets back everybody's gone everything's gone logan's just like what happened and he's first of all he screams jubilee for like 15 straight minutes then he sniffs like the car and he smells Launchot's butt and he's like oh i know that but anywhere every single person sent ever i mean that's okay but to be fair that is how a dog works i guess but he's got like a dog nose forever it's like yeah incredible okay have you ever watched those videos and it works with lyra too but if you've ever seen one of those videos online where somebody 
sees a dog for the first time in a long time and like the dog doesn't know who they are first until they smell them and then suddenly their tail starts wagging because they recognize the scent right that's logan but with long shot and this do you think logan maybe that's why logan has amnesia is that he has to sniff things in order to retain his memories (laughs) yeah i guess so yeah i mean i guess that's why logan and long shot should get along they're both like amnesiacs and like stressed out oh my god i know right so meanwhile jubilee and long shot are running down an alley together they manage to cut in front of a garbage truck which cuts off the werewolves who disintegrate but then they reconstitute themselves and keep chasing jubilee and Longshot. and there's there's some fight scenes some fight scenes and then the two of them get pinned in an alley that has a dead end and they can't get out of it and luckily logan shows up and starts fighting along with them and then there's a bunch of dog puns where they're like yelling at the dogs that they don't get a biscuit <laughs> and that they should roll over and i didn't write them all and down. also that there's no le- there's strict leash laws in their town yeah, or whatever yeah, you know that yeah. kind of thing and then spiral and the cyberpunk vikings show up and she's like cancel them all and like i just wrote down that the animation looked bad i don't even know what that's in reference to that's really funny but... because i wrote down why does it look like gargoyles right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that's a compliment actually i think there was just a shot of logan's claws where they were like bending or something anyway he... <laughs> that happens a lot on this show no so then he dives in and he fights them and gog chickens out once he fights Wolverine for two seconds and he's like this wasn't anticipated let's get the fuck out of here and then they hop into a portal and disappear so the LARPers what even happens next because my notes all they say is Longshot gets ready to fuck Logan and Longshot has amnesia that's all I wrote for this scene (laughs) honestly that's all that really happens Logan is basically like Longshot what the fuck are you doing here and Longshot is like (laughs) Longshot's like I don't remember anything and Logan's like I don't believe you I know right it was really funny (laughs) yeah that's when we cut back to the mojo verse and this is when we go straight up to mojo who's like inhaling a bunch of food yeah. and burping and stomping around it's like womp womp and i was like oh it's annoying and so then i felt Mojo- i felt uncomfortable honestly which i maybe that was their intention but i don't like it I so i really doubt it i think it's supposed to be funny so then mojo is yeah. ranting about how he has to deal with a slave rebellion and workers who actually want to be paid and his biggest star has turned into a rebel and we remember from the previous episode that that's got to be long shot and so we're like great cool this all makes sense. Pretty standard fare. And so what then, happened to Dazzler? Wasn't she like in there for, she's not well, in she had no episode. lines and she was yeah, just she in the was background. Just a cameo. I think she was just a situation where one of the artists wanted to draw Dazzler because we do know that that happens on the show. Well, sometimes. she does wind up in the Mojo verse a lot, but that just not in this series. Yeah. She's not in this episode at all. As far as we know, Longshot is single and ready to mingle. So, you know, honestly, she probably wasn't in this because then it would be less gay. I don't know. Or, or they wouldn't be able to have Jubilee have a crush on Longshot the whole time because he would like have I guess that's true. a girl around and so that wouldn't work. I don't know. That's- I, th- I feel like th- I feel like this whole story because we went over his whole backstory when we did our highlight on launch and I feel like this is just actually pulling from him and Dazzler's whole thing where he falls out of skies and Dazzler's like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. Except they just transposed that entire story onto Jubilee. But it's it like far really more work, weird though. this way because yeah. she's like, 15 yeah you know i know uh so anyway spiral to mojo is like if you want that little jerk so badly why don't you get him yourself and then mojo gets really mad and sucks the life force out of spiral but then major domo who is his like little assistant guy is like perhaps the sorceress has a point my lardacious liege which is the kind of thing that people call mojo on the show and then he walks over to a control panel and he turns it on to show all of the footage of the x-men that they've collected and he's like basically like if we go to the earth we could see the x-men again and then we could torture those guys and mojo's like great let's do it i know and he's he's ready for it and i don't understand like spiral like 
mouths off to Mojo, and he turns around and like grabs her and drains her of her energy, and she becomes old or whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, Spiral, shouldn't you know if he has that power to not stand right next to him when you're gonna like, I don't know, <laughs> say something intentionally mean at him and yeah, just? It's kind of strange. I mean, I maybe it just happens all the time. Also teleport away before he grabs you that's a thought i don't know it's not it's basically just like for the gag because then domo is like okay well if we need to go to earth then you're gonna have to reanimate spiral so that she can take us there and then he just goes ahead and does that and it's like two seconds of spiral being like old and decrepit and then she's back to normal again oh do you think domo was actually doing that to save spiral's life because he actually likes spiral i mean maybe but i don't care enough about these characters i know nobody knows what's happening (laughs) so anyway they all go to earth and um we we kind of skipped over this but what jubilee and logan end up deciding to do with Longshot is take him to the mansion so that professor x can repair his amnesia and his brain so that's what they're doing in this next scene okay this whole scene is fantastic to me though because jubilee and logan walk him into the rec room and rogue's playing pool and she's straight up as like what the hell is he doing here? And Logan's all like, he says he doesn't remember anything, but I don't trust him. And Jubilee's all like, what's wrong with you, Wolverine? We're helping him. We're on the same side. And finally, Xavier like floats on and he's like, who is our guest? And Logan and Jubilee just immediately start like bitching about like which one's the better. I know, which is really funny because it's just, it just goes to show that they're more like siblings than they are you know like than anything else like you know they very much have this sibling relationship which i love Mm -hmm. and eventually xavier just makes them stop and he's like beast can you translate for me and beast is like his name is Loungeshot, and he was rescued by jubilee and logan (laughs) you know logan's like i think he's lying so you should take a look into his mind and professor professor xavier slyly looks at the camera he's like if he wants me to go to his head i will be more than happy to if it's his decision of course (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, I'm going to give him plenty of time to decide if he wants me to go into his head, even though we all know it's going to happen, whether he likes it or I know, not. right? And Jubilee's just immediately like, fuck this. Don't let him into your head, Longshot. So she grabs him and leaves. Yep. And I do like this moment where Logan is all very protective about Longshot and Jubilee yeah. because she's infatuated with him. And Jubilee's like, I'm just going to take this random man and, like, into the woods with me. And go around with him. Yeah. And then Rogue comes up and like notices it. And she's like, I'll keep an eye on them. The gal's kind of sweet on him in case you didn't notice. And Logan growls, yeah. I notice. Cause he's like being a pissy older brother, essentially, which by the way, Rogue doesn't fucking do this. Like she should have followed that. <laughs> she didn't do it at all. I know. She, she basically she? just made an executive <laughs> decision not to give a shit which was the wrong <laughs> call so whatever. wait like i like she's like don't worry i'll follow him and then she's like walks out the door and adopts the direction and doesn't come back we're like rogue <laughs> so outside there's a butterfly and a bunch of roses and jubilee and Longshot yeah. are walking through the garden and jubilee's like i hate it when wolverine treats me like a kid i'm 15 uh 17 years old <laughs> okay that okay myself. wait that is like a legitimate thing i remember I being like when we were teenagers if we so met somebody who was older you'd pretend to <laughs> like, i know but you would pretend to be older than you actually were so you could like hang out with the cool kids right. 
Yeah, that was like a thing. Like, I'm almost 20, and you would just keep saying that over and over when you were like 16. I, or at least that's what yeah. I did. Anyway. Yeah, you did. I do remember that. That's funny, really you know funny. What? I also did that with turning 30. So what does that tell you about me? <laughs> I've always wanted to be older than I am. So Longshot picks up a flower, and he gives it to her, and he's like, you certainly looked after me back there. You have great courage. Thank you. And then he hands it to her. I don't her. like that Longshot's like playing into Jubilee's crush on really it. I don't really like that's it either. Weird. I find it really odd, but it's also like he never really steps over the line and actually hits on her. He just kind of entertains it as like a fan's crush on him, which I guess kind of makes sense as like Maybe. sort of that, an that 80s, makes more 90s sense. film star with a mullet. Like he has this very 80s Yeah, vibe. he really does. He also strikes me as very gay in this. He so seems really I don't gay and like almost like a safe crush for a young girl to have in a lot of ways. Like he doesn't, this doesn't really read as sexual to me, which is part of why. I know you're right. This is like Jubilee being like, I may, I'm hanging out with Justin Timberlake right now and yeah uh, it kind of has that vibe because Longshot like is famous and is sort of used to people being like this yeah. at him and so he kind of like knows what notes to hit with her like he gives her the rose and he's like yes here you go but like it doesn't really seem like he's interested I don't know it's- this is also like what cosplaying is like mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot like that so then all the light beams show up again and Mojo pops into the garden and he eats a rose and makes a face and he's like what's the name of this dump again which is yeah. like okay dude and so then Domo's also there and he's like earth and then Mojo <laughs> makes a bunch of jokes about earth and how it sounds like dirt and like I don't know it's not that interesting and then he says that he's gonna rename it Terror World and get amazing ratings for this like Terror World that he's going to build and then this is like the closest the show comes to making some type of comment about TV, which is like, at one point he goes, action, excitement. And then like in a whiny voice, he's like, not too much violence though. Which I was like, I wonder if that's a criticism that this show got that they're like making fun of because I feel like that's believable. But that would be believable considering that if we went by, I don't know, it's weird because the production time on this is crazy. But if this was really right before whatever season five was, yeah. Because season five, they tone down all the violence and do all the, they start doing like Jubilee's fairy tale right, theater, right. you know, and like does all the stuff I listed before where it just looks goofy as hell. Yep. It, it could be a commentary where people are like, this show's getting too violent. Because here's the thing this show started in the early 90s and it was like extremely political. It was coming out during the same time as Batman the Animated Series and Gargoyles, which were also sort of doing this dark, more deeper cartoon with like extra layers and politics to it. Mm-hmm. And by the time the mid nineties rolled around and you, me and Todd talked about this on the generation X episode, the mid nineties decided to do this whole thing where they were like progressive. They weren't very good at it, but like we did like a like nineties progressive was just a fucking like nightmare. It's like, make sure you say the right thing, yeah. not too much violence, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. education comes from, you know, it was a lot of that, but also still like we're inserting fat jokes in here and we're still like making racist comments, but we can only say it in a polite way. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, that is what this is. We're going into right now. But that I would be like this time stuff that could be called out in an episode like this by Mojo. And like this yeah. one line is the closest that it comes to saying that. And it's just one yeah. sentence in an episode that otherwise doesn't really have anything to say about what TV was like at the time or, like the kinds of politics that were being fed to kids or not being fed to kids in these shows like it just doesn't really do that i mean it'd be cool if it did but i didn't really feel like it did i don't feel like it did either i think it just was an offbeat comment that worked in its favor but that's as far as it got Mm -hmm. 
So back to the Axe Mansion, Jubilee and Longshot end up going back inside and Longshot gets his mind taken apart by Professor Xavier. I don't really know when they decided they were going to do this. We just kind of go over to it and like Longshot is doing it now because apparently he decided he's doing That's it. That's what we do. Yeah. Right. And also Xavier stands there and he goes, this is going to take a really long time. Yeah. I'm just going to have to be here all day in his mind. And I was like, Xavier, no, you don't. Like, get out of there. Like, what? if you say there's not much happening in there and everything's a blank slate, why are you staying in there? Xavier's like, just going to poke around and see what else I can do for several hours. I mean, to be fair, it does work. Like, for once, Xavier actually does appear to help somebody and, like, fix their brain. This may be the I only think he did that by accident. where that happens. I, like, genuinely, I, I think know. this might be the first time. So then Logan is like, I'm going to go check on Jubilee. And he wanders off. And me Meanwhile, Jubilee's still out in the woods, apparently. She finds a huge scarecrow, which is very obviously Mojo in a massive trench coat. and then Which is really fucking funny, by the way. It is funny, but it's also like, imagine if you saw that in real life and you were like, this scarecrow's never been here before. Would you walk up to it? Because I wouldn't. But Jubilee does. I wouldn't does. either. <laughs> she does. And also, he throws off his like, he throws it off dramatically. Yes. And then a bunch of tentacles come out of the trees. Of Did you notice that? Do. Like, Of course they because do. Because this is X-Men, the animated series. Of course there's going to be tentacles yep. so jubilee gets kidnapped and so then back to xavier and he's scanning Longshot, and he is actually helping Longshot remember some stuff and so Longshot gives us a little monologue slash flashback to his life in the mojo verse where he's like i remember a great battle mojo's genetically engineered slaves rebelled i his star attraction was their leader i was captured and then there's like a shot of this scientist character arise who's putting Longshot into a chair and putting a helmet on him not that they introduced this yeah. guy but that's who he is and Longshot is like Mojo erased my memories planning to use me in his televised campaign to crush the rebels my comrades rescued me Spiral tried to send them all to oblivion and somehow I ended up here and then there's a bunch of like really trippy shots that I didn't really understand what I was looking at and I don't think we're supposed <laughs> to understand but like genuinely I don't know how Longshot ends up on earth we never find out he just gets teleported no, there for no reason like I guess Spiral sent him there by accident and then she needed to go back and get him I don't know. I'm making that up because I don't actually know what happened. No, we don't. We just have to draw our own conclusions from this weird, trippy LSD experience. Yes. And so then Logan calls them all in the intercom and he's like, something's fucked up in the woods. And then they all run out there. Um, yeah. It's, uh, we should just uh, specify it's Logan, Rogue, Launcha, and Beast. Right. There's nobody else for the rest of this episode. It's just the four of them. Yeah. Which, you know, that's a pretty good four people to send into this. It'd be cool if Storm were there, but like... Yeah, Storm's like, fuck this shit. <laughs> Storm is on <laughs> vacation somewhere. She is not in this episode. So the forest looks really freaking weird and Beast points out that it's because the local flora has been drained of its life essence and then logan smells mojo and he's like very helpfully points that out and then beast is like i fear that mojo's continued presence in our dimension could have dire consequences for all life on earth presumably because uh, mojo a- is like fucking around with their uh reality sure i mean i agree I with that I but beast that. just like drew that conclusion out of nowhere he's like since Mojo's here, everyone's going to die on Earth. And I was like, Beast, calm down. I mean, I get, I don't, I kind of believe it. Like, Mojo's whole deal is showing up somewhere and then just making everybody fight to the death. So I was kind of like, <laughs> yeah, I guess that is pretty bad. The only problem yeah, we with all this live in Thunderdome now. is because, like, this was a round where I realized that this was going to be a one-shot episode where nothing mattered. And I was kind of like, okay, well... 
oh well <laughs> like you're you like know, you're like there's no stakes here you know, you know? that they're just gonna defeat mojo and then everything is gonna reset back to how it was before there's not gonna be any like huge character reveals from this point on it's all pretty much no. just a bunch we, of fight we all know what's happening this. It, the, re- the rest of this is fight scenes and logan and beast and launcha all flirting with each other really aggressively yeah which isn't bad um, so no. Logan finds Jubilee's jacket and Longshot uses one of his many powers, which is psychometry, where he can like touch an object and know what its deal is. Like the lead character in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order has the same power. <laughs> That's what I thought of. <laughs> but like you can touch something and you're like, oh, this is axe was used to kill a man like. 10 years ago like that kind of it's stuff. just garnet showing up and using future vision basically yeah, that's another good uh parallel example so Longshot's power apparently doesn't fucking work because he touches jubilee's jacket <laughs> and he's like nothing I she's can't dead sense anything which like jubilee isn't dead she's fine and we see her later and she gets rescued so like why does he i don't know say why this? did he say that i don't know i think his powers are bullshit and they don't actually work it in this episode that way. so which logan calls out here he's like i don't believe that she's got to be around here somewhere and logan is right so like why yeah. whatever maybe she's in an extra-dimensional portal or some shit maybe maybe he can't sense it through whatever the shit that i don't know they have her but then why in. have him even use his powers there like why even waste know. the time i think they wanted to show off that he had a power because other so far we just see him do some stunts badly yeah, that's a so, good point so the so they go to the go ahead i was gonna say they go to the mutated forest though which is really funny because like mojo put up like a side that's like haunted forest this way <laughs> and logan destroys it angrily and also he like keeps talking about how he doesn't trust Longshot. like at one point he's like Longshot's an actor who says he ain't playing a part and Longshot's like you have to trust me and logan's like my trust is earned bub and all of it is really gay okay <laughs> and logan's i know that is true because i i first of all I translated that as like don't you want me to suck your dick? And Logan's like, you have to earn the right to suck my dick. And it's like, that's how I read that. But also in Logan's defense, this is not too long after that time period where he went to like Weapon X or whatever and saw a bunch of sets of his life and found out that it was just like all fake. Yeah, you that's know? a good point. I mean, Logan has cause to be suspicious. And also they've only met Longshot once. And I think the previous time they met Longshot, he was on Mojo's side, right? Like, wasn't he no, brainwashed but I think he, I think he was Longshot, just an actor and everything? Yeah, but Longshot freed them, I think, at that. I don't actually remember what happened there, you know to what? be honest with you. I don't remember I just either. don't care for Longshot. Sorry. So anyway, Rogue is also worried that the world is going to end and she has a line about that. And then Mojo shows up on a loudspeaker and he <laughs> talks about his brand new TV show, which is Intergalactic Gladiators. And he's it's basically the Hunger Games featuring the X-Men fighting against a bunch yeah. of robots. And he's on this like dirigible that's floating in the sky. Mojo is. Did you write down the intros? Because I did. Yes. but i was hoping you did i wrote down the Thank intros you. here's what they are i like literally made a note that said mojo does a bunch of funny intros for the x-men which i am sure maddie will write down well luckily i did <laughs> and they are beast the mind of a genius and the body of a big blue gorilla rogue whose luscious lips no man may kiss wolverine <laughs> whose adamantium bones can't protect him from a broken heart Tomorrow- i laughed so hard at that, that one i love that i like could not i couldn't contain myself when i heard that I that was it's so great. good and the final one is tonight's special guest star in his final appearance anywhere lover rebel movie star your heartthrob and mine long shot which is like very gay but i guess it is very fine. gay well there's a moment later on where Bojo like like insinuates he's literally going to just 
fuck Longshot it's, and like against his will by the way I mean we have a lot of gay villains on this show we have to talk about it almost every episode how gay the oh, oh my are. god well and this one it's like definitely playing into that trope though that it's the like the job of the hut trope yes yeah no like shitty Hollywood being like oh. I'm your producer and director if you want to continue to like be the star you have to like do sexual favors for me which is like a real thing it that exists thing. and it still exists now like to both straight men and to gay men and to women yeah, it's like yeah, it happens yeah. to it everyone happens to it's really fucked up it definitely like yeah. takes some of the humor out of the fact that spiral is talking about canceling people all the time in the episode because <laughs> yeah, like, I know, right? no, that's a real thing that happens because of of like harvey weinstein and shit like that anyway oh, God. back to by this the way mojo is standing on like a airship from super mario brothers yes, he is by the way yeah and so then all of these gladiators show up and they're just robots basically and they're going to hunt the X-Men and they show up in a portal and so then Mojo concludes by explaining the final rule of the game which is the first to reach our lovely studio filled with cash and fabulous prizes is the winner and the bait excuse me the grand prize a dream date with teen heartthrob Jubilee so like then they show Jubilee locked in a box and she's like somebody get me out of here and like that's I don't know that's I don't know that's like weird because then Spiral's just like Spiral's like why do we even have her yeah like why do we like, this <laughs> but then Mojo's like oh well I need to have inspiration for the heroes to do what I tell them to do and if I have Jubilee and I keep her alive then you know like they're gonna do what I say so I don't kill Jubilee yeah so and then he and then, and then they okay they take Jubilee's face and they put her into like the Mega Man boss select screen. Yeah, Did you notice I that? Know, I don't know why because he introduces that by saying I've got just the spinoff for it and then like shows this weird video game where Jubilee's face is getting shot and I was like that's not really a good spinoff Mojo. Like I also don't know what the fuck that is. I don't like either. like it felt like a failed joke to me where they like were clearly trying to go for something there but it just doesn't. I work. don't know, but I would love a Mega Man Mega Man game that actually features Jubilee like charging herself up and shooting beams at people well, she that'd doesn't be great do anything she just gets shot at in this anyway um so long shot and everybody runs away because there's a count on clock that's like ticking down from 30 seconds until the robots it's very hunger games them. again it is. it's ex- exactly like the hunger games and so then rogue tries to fly off but as soon as she starts flying mojo's like sorry sugar air travels provided by mojo and only mojo which like okay and so then beast catches <laughs> her and then they run away they run away logan and Longshot for some reason split up from beast and rogue which i don't really know why i don't know why they do that either wait no not yet because that actually happens later so that happens when they are running around and they stop for a second and Logan says that we need to split up to find them. I don't know why he says that, but that's when that really gay situation happens where Beast is like, I volunteered to come with you, Logan, because uh, what's the phrase? Oh, yeah, to watch your hot ass. And Launchot's like, but I want to watch Logan's sexy ass. And Logan's like, no, Beast is my boyfriend, bitch, and I don't trust you anyway. And Launchot's like, but I'm the only one who knows Mojo's systems. I got job with Julie into this mess, and I'm going to be the one that gets her out, and I'm going to give you a blowjob on the way. And Beast is like, what about me? It was like really gay. Yeah, it is so. really gay. And so then the gladiators show up in the background. Rogue picks up a huge rock and throws it at them. They've apparently decided on the team so rogue and beast run off and Longshot and logan also run off in the opposite direction so rogue and beast see a fence with a hole in it and it's like a fence towards a different theme park that's been invented by mojo that's called like crustaceous camp or something like that and there's a bunch of robot dinosaurs in there but we'll get to that so yeah ah, you know i i didn't care for some of this (laughs) 
It's just like this episode started, I know, the episode started off with an interesting, fun little drive between Logan and Jubilee, launch at falling out of the sky, and now it's been, like, dissolved to them being chased by robot dinosaurs, with Mojo screaming in the background, he's like, I'm such a great director, and I was like, oh my god. I wanted those lines to be funny, and they're not. I did write them down, but they're not even really worth reading. They're not good, although a purple T-Rex shows up Mm -hmm. and is a robot, and Spiral Spiral is just literally like, what the actual fuck is happening? Like, even Spiral's like, what the fuck? Yeah, she's like, a big purple lizard, and Mojo's like, trust me, the kids will love it and i just wrote i don't love it mojo <laughs> i know i don't think i would have loved it as a kid either although, either although that t-rex is defeated by rogue who rips a tree out of the ground and hits him with the tree the which face. i also enjoyed and once she hits him in the yeah. face part of its face comes off and reveals that it even is a robot which up until yeah that's when we find out it is a robot you don't know that and that's pretty cool um and so then beast is like i sense possible sanctuary in those cliffs which like i why don't why did they know go why? there to forget yeah I, why did they just go there to begin with I but don't whatever know. so they run towards the cliffs anyway over to wolverine and Longshot, we need more gay stuff so here we go so logan is like hold up we're being followed you go ahead i'll double back and then logan goes back and he like finds a random walkie-talkie in a tree that's calling his name and then a ram-headed guy shows up who's named quark he's like another okay, mojo yeah this guy. weird goat man this will maybe laugh so hard because he shows up and wolverine's like i'm gonna take you out and the goat man just like slaps him a little leg and falls down he's him. like oh no some hot boy please save me yeah. To which launch out like flips out he's like i'm here to save you logan i was like okay logan you're just doing that damsel in distress thing again for like a man oh you keep okay logan keeps on doing this whenever there's like a hot boy around logan like logan falls down he's like in trouble and he needs help i don't get yeah he's it. like somebody help me preferably a hot boy and it's like okay logan also like he told Longshot he was going back by himself but apparently Longshot just followed him anyway which like because okay. Longshot was like, no stupid, okay. <laughs> okay, so then also this fight scene is hilarious because Longshot is like, Quark, who do you want to be? The guy who bumped off an Earther or the man who defeated Longshot? And Quark just goes, good point, and then throws away the gun he's holding and takes out a knife <laughs> and then almost immediately gets destroyed by Longshot. And I was like, what? Like, I watched it multiple times because I was like, what happened to his gun? But he intentionally throws it over his shoulder and is like, time to fight. It's so Funny. I didn't even notice that. That's so funny. It's really funny. So Longshot knocks him out, and then he's like, he'll be out for a while. Are you okay? And Logan's like, I heal fast. And then they run off behind a tree. And this is like literally the Hunger Games. So a ship shows up to pick up the body, the Ram guy's body. And then that. Okay, but yeah, we need to specify Logan... this came out 20 years before the Hunger Games. The X Men and the Enemy series did it first. Uh, Hunger Games is stealing from them. Uh, well, Hunger Games is stealing from that other movie, Battle Royale but that movie may have come out after this so who's to say who came up with this concept first so Longshot and Logan steal the uh, corpse pickup ship basically and they use that to fly all the way back to the studio which is like the place where they're supposed to go to win the game and so they land on top of it and then Mojo starts screaming that everybody has to shoot them and then from this point on it's just them trying to get back to the studio and they're like 10 feet away from it and they're keeping like other people trying to fight them while they're on their way to the front door which is like kind of funny but I don't think it's supposed to be so like they have to fight 
one of the dinosaurs suddenly and then Mojo's inside and he's like watching the TV and he's like this is horrible all this chaos and not a camera in sight and I was like but aren't you watching them on a TV right now okay I know it's 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 weird it doesn't quite work and so then Beast and Rogue are elsewhere and they watch all the people who are originally filming them flying off in the other direction and Beast is like it appears we're no longer the star attraction and like then they run off but before they do they get shot down off of the cliff that they were standing on which i don't really know why that happens this is like happening in high speed by the way it's really fast but it's just like a series of shots where like you don't really know where anybody is or why any of it matters and it kind of doesn't you don't really have to worry about it it's just a fight scene so then logan and longshot are still working their way up to the front door of the studio headquarters spiral shows up and she's like, sorry, boys, closed set. And Longshot's like, out of our way, Spiral. And Spiral's like, don't you dare tell me what to do. And Logan's like, what's going on? Oh, yeah. So worked up. And Longshot's like, we used to date, which I, what? this is pretty funny to me okay. because Longshot and Logan both have so many exes, apparently, that they constantly have to fight Scott Pilgrim style that like they can bond over this, apparently. It, it was really funny to me because it was also like okay it was like insulting at first a little bit but then it was funny because this is when launch out was like we used to date but then they kind of like smile and at the camera and shrug and they're like women but then it doesn't even it's like not even insulting because launch can't even fight spiral yeah. like he walks over and she punches him in the face and that's pretty much how that goes yeah. and i'm like okay well also logan can barely hold his own against her in the end they don't defeat her she teleports away like she survives this no, fight, you're right. so clearly she can hold her own so while logan is at least keeping spiral occupied longshot once again tries to run up to the front door and then he realizes he has no idea how to open it and then mojo is suddenly outside again (laughs) with a remote and he's like looking for this and i was like i don't even know if he is looking for that because i don't know what that is mojo but sure why not (laughs) and so then he tells gog to cancel this little mop head which that's kind of funny because you know longshot has a terrible mullet so gog fights longshot with his electric whip which is pretty sexual by the way they keep calling Longshot lucky one which i guess is a reference to his luck powers so if you didn't know he had those that would be how you yeah. the viewer could figure out that he has luck right. as one of his powers because they're not going to explain like it. him and domino yeah. they it's funny when they're near each other they like run out of their luck powers at the same time that's a fun way to make that work i was thinking about domino a lot watching this and being like huh it's interesting well i would much have preferred if it was domino but i do like that long shots here like bending over for logan so whatever yeah and so then beast and Rogue this is what rogue yeah rogue's also done with all this shit at this point which again she's just like bombs away she busts into the building takes out all the robots and frees jubilee in seconds and it's just like Why? i like how this keeps happening where like all this crazy stupid shit happens and then eventually rogue's just like fuck this and, just and she like just does all the and work immediately does i know everything. and then every single time it works so it's kind of like just like rogue do that from the beginning yeah, i don't know why Longshot and wolverine were like we need to go and do this and then they completely fail and it's solved by <laughs> rogue just basically busting through the front door picking it's up what Jubilee rogue always does they didn't even need any of Longshot's special information about how to use mojo's controls no rogue just did it herself although then there's like abs- this absurdity where gladiator turns into like one of the like uh yeah, one of the robots, robots they turn into rogue yeah, but then and it it's like matter. recognize me sugar it doesn't matter because two seconds later it just blows up so i was like why did it even do that like rogue wasn't even like 
afraid to see herself she was just like oh <laughs> it's just me yeah okay and then it blows up and there i don't know how what causes the explosions by the way i this I was don't know. around where i was like watching scenes multiple times and still not understanding what happened <laughs> in them yeah i know because I, I think the explosion shot jubilee out of the building because then she lands on launchette's arms and launchette's all like all you are right are you all right and jubilee's all like i am, I am now, now. <laughs> I was like, whoa. I'm like, why are you so horny right now? I don't know. And so then, meanwhile, there's this other huge screen that says what the ratings are for all of this, which I don't even know who's watching this, but I guess people in the Mojoverse. I don't even know. And the ratings are for some reason reflected as a percentage rather than just like a total number. And at first it's 100% and then it ticks down to 90 and then Mojo like starts having a full-blown panic attack and he's like, are there no ratings? Spiral, get me out of here. And like Spiral is fighting logan and she's like take a number and then the camera pans around to show beast is fighting gog and longshot put puts down jubilee who was in his arms and she kind of like recuses herself briefly and then mojo and longshot have this final altercation where mojo is like this is all your fault you little toad you haven't won yet because the show ain't over yet till the fat man sings ha 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 which well, first of all that was a weird i didn't i'm just not happy I mean, to hear that like, line there you know till the fat lady sings but like mojo i fat, know and then get it <laughs> get it but also then this is when he gets all on top of launch on he's like i'm gonna fuck the shit out of you and you're gonna do what i say because you're my actor yeah, and it's like it's whoa a lot. what <laughs> the fuck it's like it's like fat gay guys are evil and i was like jesus christ is like shut up i was i was actually like mad very uncomfortable yeah i was very mad i was very uncomfortable that i kept doing this and it was just very disappointing after such a strong episode with mojo the first time around and like it just like derives into like jokes. Oh, gay people are evil. Also, fat phobia exists. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, stop. Yeah, I didn't Please like just stop. It. So then Jubilee screams no and runs in and hits Mojo with her fireworks. And then he lights on fire and backs into a tree. And he's like, fool, Joe, really had you go in there. Joke's over. We can all go home now. No hard feelings. Ha ha. I know. Right. And then Longshot looks around and he sees Beast and Logan are still fighting. And then he catches a sword out of nowhere with his luck powers, presumably. And then Somersault onto mojo's chest and is like haha i i got you and like that's that's kind of that that's like how that goes down yeah and mojo's just like spiral get me out of here which that's not the first time he said that but for some reason spiral actually decides to do it this time she somersaults away from logan she creates a portal <laughs> everybody and everything starts disappearing i know by the way she's spinning when she does it and she like has this law monologue while yeah. she's spinning which i was listening to and i start laughing because then she just faded away and i realized that it was intentional that what she was saying didn't matter at all it's really funny though i actually liked her lines because she's talking to logan the entire time and she just goes i want a rematch mutant pay-per-view of course 50 percent of all intergalactic merchandising and syndication revenue and it just like starts fading out because she's like reading all the fine print on this contract that logan would never i know sign. which i think i, that was <laughs> I pretty laughed funny. so i thought so too and i i did enjoy that and then we get this like yeah, final see? scene <laughs> it's so gay in which Launchot walks over to logan he's like did it earn your trust and butt sex yet? Logan's you're like, close. you're close. And he like kind of rubs Launchot's crotch a little. Launchot kind of walks away and he goes over to Jubilee. He's like, sorry, Jubilee. And Jubilee's like, I know she's you like have crying. to go. You have a rebellion to run. She's sobbing. Yeah. Like again, like it's like Jesus. He's like, I will never forget you. He kisses Jubilee on the cheek. Jubilee's sobbing. Logan's sobbing. Yep. Hank's just like, what? why am I here? <laughs> like why is this happening and, and my final line i wrote for logan is like come on kid let's go home i need to fuck be so hard right now because i didn't get a chance to fuck launch and i'm horny as fuck 
and then it pans in on a single rose and it goes the end oh my god we had almost no asides about politics because there weren't any so i'm really glad we don't have a separate politics section anymore because there's like not anything to say the only asides that i have for politics were just like the weird uncomfortable bullshit with mojo and there was a couple comments that you pointed out there with the The uh the politics of tv at the time which again i feel like the other mojoverse episode was a lot more fun when it came to that so if you're gonna watch an episode i would say watch the previous mojoverse episode i kind of feel like this one is a skip like the long shot logan stuff is really funny but but that's it you don't have to watch this like it's also the stuff of logan and jubilee at the beginning is funny too but it just it's like a couple minutes it's like it's weird it's It's so weird 10 to 12 minutes of mojo it's clearly a filler episode i mean it was not meant to have like any overbearing consequences on the tv show i think i'm gonna give it a two i yeah i'm i've like got a 2.5 out of 5 yeah. x's and only give it a 0.5 more because i like the gay, the gay stuff, stuff between logan good. and Longshot. I, I just didn't really like anything else about it which again could just be because i was in a cranky mood today i don't well, know i mean though. also i you know what though but jubilee also has some good moments until she's kidnapped yeah, and i liked princess jubilee fighting fighting fire with fire i mean all of that i stuff did too fun. i also enjoyed rogue like doing all the work again like yeah but even that kind of annoys me because it's like most of the episode isn't about rogue she's barely in it and then she has to show up in the last five seconds and fix everything for the guys again i mean that was the last episode with omega red too storm's just barely there and then she does all the heavy lifting and it's like okay the x-men are not capable of doing anything without storm or rogue like the women of the x-men run that show i know like they basically just show up fight and then wait for rogue or storm to fix everything and then they can finally go like you know what honestly even think about the comic books can you even think of a character that is male on the x-men that really is good at calling the shots because it's not really logan because he's like always a fucking mess and scott is fucking terrible i mean i think it's intentional i feel like the people who write x-men right know that the female characters are stronger and more interesting like they've been written that way and they are that way yeah like our, it's always like kitty pride or jubilee or emma frost Jean gray storm. rogue storm yeah. domino like it's just like i would say maybe cable cable has a good record of yeah, like do, running Cable's a good team a good uh, maybe forge anyway while we're listing off characters i think we should probably yeah. do who's that x-men shall we okay who's that x-men once again it's not an x-men oh no it's a uh, mojo because we actually didn't talk about Mojo. We talked about Launchot on the last episode that was called Mojo Vision. And now on this episode called Launchot, we're going to talk about Mojo Jojo Jojo. <laughs> Mojo Jojo from the Powerpuff Girls? <laughs> I can't wait to find out more That's about him. That's the one. <laughs> okay, so his first appearance was in Launchot number three, which was in 1985. Uh, his species is known as the Spineless Ones, which we've heard him refer to this in this episode alone. Yeah, although we didn't talk um, about it, but yeah, he does refer to that. No, but you're right. Uh, his abilities include superhuman physical attributes and mystical powers. Doesn't really say what they are. Um, so I want to talk about Mojo because I didn't know this until I did uh, a little research on him today. So Anna Senti, who was pursuing her master's degree at the School of International and Public Affairs in Columbia University, was working at the magazine Lies of Our Times and reading the work of writers like Marshall LeGuin, McLuhan, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, how's it spelled no there's three names here i'm just gonna pass it right off to you in slack because you're good at this shit oh boy um okay. McLuhan, noam chomsky yep edward herman well that last one's pretty easy yeah i'll walter lipman 
And Mojo, a slaver and dictator who rules his dimension through the television programs he produces, was created as a direct result of these specific influences. I don't know much about that stuff, and I think it's worth doing a little further research because I literally threw this together last second. <laughs> so cool. Uh, but I I do think it's interesting that it's pulled from something very specific, and it's worth looking into. That's cool. Yeah, maybe I will. Yeah, that sounds like a fun Wikipedia deep dive to go on. I know. I I just wasn't up for the rabbit hole when I was doing this. I was like, I, mean, I really like. <laughs> it was nice how I really wanted to go for a bike ride earlier. So it's like you know. <laughs> So and then I had to go see my parents. Anyway, so Mojo's race could not evolve because of their inability to stand upright until a scientist named Arise developed their exoskeletons, which then led them to a fast technical revolution. They rose up and demanded slaves, so Arise created the humanoid be- beings as slaves, you know, such as Lancha and other characters like Shatterstar. Mm-hmm. And they were based on the demons the spineless ones saw in their dreams, were at, which were actually them receiving broadcasts of TV shows from Earth. So oh, that's, that's why they look like that. Yeah. yeah. I actually did not remember that until I read that. And I was like, oh, yeah. Fun fact, they just never went into that in Mojo, Mojo Vision, so we never yeah. knew. The power structure of their world was based on the television industry, and Mojo became their leader by controlling it along with the slave trade. He named the world after himself, also known as Mojo World. Mojo was really obsessed with Launchot, and eventually Launchot rebelled against him. Uh, Mojo became obsessed with Betsy Braddock after that, and that's when he kidnapped her and implanted her with the bionic eyes, which presumably she still has, or at least maybe Quanon now has. I don't really know. They switched bodies again. Um, Until she was rescued by the New Mutants, and she joined the X-Men. Mojo was so pissed off that Launchot and Psylocke had both joined the X-Men, so he planned to enslave all the X-Men and turn them into his children as revenge. But the New Mutants also stopped that. Mojo wanted the X-Men on his show to improve his ratings, so his assistants came up with this concept to genetically create the X-Babies so he can control them because they were young. And he keeps on continuing to come up with variations of the X-Babies over time, but they kept turning on him, so he keeps on having to create more and eventually he invented like the chibi mighty ventures to fight them but then they joined forces with the x-men and teamed up against him and finally he also created excellent babies of the age of apocalypse build villains who are super destructive and also turned against him this was like a thing he did for a long that time that's pretty fun <laughs> like fun comics no it, they were the x babies are actually a lot of fun and they're worth reading uh launcher returned eventually and returned to free the slaves and he did he deposed Mojo with the help of a Mojo clone known as Mojo 2, but no shit, Mojo 2 turned to be just as evil as the original Mojo, so he was ousted also, and then Mojo 1 took back his place as a ruler. Much later, Mojo was demoted by his producers on the Mojo world due to low ratings and was moved to the educational broadcasting network, in which he created the agency known as the Yellow Eye and spied on every single mutant alive. Domino was sent in by X-Force to spy on him, but she was captured and brainwashed, to which X-Force then eventually came, defeated him, and took away his agency. And more recently, the last we really even heard about Mojo was in 2016, when it was revealed that Mojo was using footage of Howard the Duck's real life as a reality TV show, but to fill in the gaps that he hadn't shot of Howard the Duck spying on him, they filmed with, like, a small alien in a duck costume, which I thought was really that funny. That is really funny. So, I mean, all of that is pretty and that's clever. It. Like, I, it's just a fun way to parody the TV industry, but, like, in an extra-dimensional thing that doesn't affect everybody else in the Marvel Universe as much, unless you wanted to. I think they were also trying to, like, 
like do the reality TV right, thing, even though technically it. Mojo World was already like doing that before reality TV right, existed. And, like, doing Hunger Games stuff before Hunger Games existed, yeah, and like exactly. basically coming up with all of those ideas before anybody else did. That's cool. So you want to do who's gay? Yeah. The the answer to this <laughs> i mean first of all there's a lot of who's gay i think i mean like every every guy on this episode was yeah. gay. like i just really love that both launcha and beast i had all these like extensive fan fictions in my head of like launcha and beast like fighting each other for logan's attention <laughs> and it's like even but even logan's fighting for their attention because then he gets a kid that, like punched and he's like oh no some pop boy needs to save me oh, and launch no, like i'm here again oh no long shot i it's too bad i told you to leave and definitely not follow me i and- know i think okay long shot <laughs> and logan are definitely like they take the first place in this because they are like so into each other they but in that really way gay, that and like they they're gay in the way that logan always does with people where he's like i don't trust him he's gonna have to prove himself to me through physical actions and fighting and wrestling me and that's how i'm gonna find out if i like him or not and it's like okay logan like please stop just but- just admit that you like having sex with men just do that because like <laughs> hank sees right through the bullshit he's like uh excuse me i'm wrestling with logan later and launch it's like ooh, this sounds fun i don't know it's just like that <laughs> and then jubilee is in the background like not picking up on any of it and just like trying <laughs> to pretend that she's attracted to men and like also being a child i don't know there's a lot happening there i i, I don't know i also sort of like could do a queer reading of jubilee where she's just like elaborately faking it because she thinks this is like the kind of person she's supposed to be but it's kind of a stretch it's just how i want to see jubilee that's how i want to see that too i mean yeah. like or like an asexual reading of her where she like feels like Longshot is a safe person to have a crush on because he seems gay so like she knows it's never gonna go anywhere plus he's older than she is so like, okay no i can get i can dig that reading because that happened with like a lot of her friends in high school also yeah i feel like that's real and i, I yeah. don't know i kind of get it um, i get that i mean there's also mojo being gay in the sense that he is like so yeah, horny for launch up but it's in such Ugh. a creepy rapey kind of way that i'm not there for it so i'm not there for it it's not fun it's not like campy fun in the way that mojo was in the other episode that we saw of him where he no. was obviously a villain and like owned slaves and like a terrifying character but like <laughs> the point of it was like to tell jokes about the television industry whereas in this episode i mean it's like you said it just makes me think about like disgusting rapists in the television industry and then also there's a bunch of jokes about how in addition to being a terrible person he's fat and like connecting those two things which i don't like i don't like any of that i just don't care for it unfortunately unfortunately this was the 90s like this is what and it's in the middle of like the time that they were like trying to start to be progressive and then like this shit there, i don't know i feel like this is like the last bastion of like progressive stuff that still needs to happen is like people having more body acceptance like we're kind of we're like people are only now talking about it in like our generation and like fucking yeah, finally but, but in the like, 90s, definitely in the 90s this was no this was still considered was normal this was considered normal up until like jokes. it was totally socially acceptable to make these jokes up until like 2009 like i just rewatched a movie from that era and i was like oh my god the fat yeah. gay jokes in here are like so bad. I don't see that nearly as much as I did 10 years ago, 
But like in the 90s, this was considered perfectly acceptable, even though it's not, you know, it's just it was weird. And I don't want to get into the politics of that because we're in the who's gay section. And we've already done it. And like people get it. But yeah, basically, like, don't equate being fat with being evil ever. Because it's terrible. It's gross. Don't do Um, that. Yeah. So anyway, Longshot and Logan are gay. And so is Beast. And that's how we're going to end that section on a good Yeah, because Logan, Logan (laughs) ended the day by going home and like meeting up with Beast and just pounding the ever-living shit out of him <laughs> oh my god while beast read poetry do you oh my god do you think after logan and beast have sex beast, beast like recites some poetry? poetry and logan is just snoring in the background <laughs> or like he like he like references how good the sex was to some piece of poetry yeah like he's like reading a shakespeare sonnet and logan is just like asleep i don't know <laughs> I like them. I like the two of them. Oh, as a that's so cute, though. Think about that, though. It like, Beast trying cute. to read Logan his sonnet while Logan's just like asleep. I yeah, know, but it's also like that's that's Beer like the only away. time that Logan can sleep. So it's like still nice, and Beast is still like, well, at least Logan's getting a good night's sleep, which normally he can't get because he's got so much trauma. Okay, but I, I like that idea that like he feels comfortable enough to sleep with Beast in the bed. Yeah, I think it's cute. I feel like it's a pretty common headcanon that you have for Logan where, like, certain characters are able to, like, calm him down. I, I It's like a classic Ryan bit to, like, come up with that. I, I don't think you're the only person who's come up with it by any means. I think it's a no, classic No, but I mean, like, if like, you feel Logan comfortable with somebody, and you feel safe with them. And I think that is something with Logan that he feels safe and, like, in those situations when you have somebody with an intimate connection to, so. Yeah, I mean, I think that's real. It's also, like, kind of a fantasy, but... Because no one can ever really feel sick. I don't know where I'm going with A fancy with a fancy within. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying nonsense at this point. Well, uh, so anyway, that has been our Logan show. Logan and Beast are adorable. That's our show. Uh, now we get to do the plug section. The butt plug section? Okay, oh, boy, Logan. It's been a while since we made that joke. Butt plugs. It's like every episode. Maddie's just like, I'm done with your butt plugs, right? Remember the beginning of this when I was like, I hate calling it the butt plug section. And now I've just fully embraced it. And I'm like, it's butt plugs. So okay, anyway. but that's also like you being like, there's no tentacles in this show. But okay. now you're like, here's the tentacles. <laughs> All right, anyway. That's how this section works. The tentacles are also the butt plugs are we gonna add a tentacle section a tentacle segment no we aren't (laughs) can you write the song for it is a hundred percent tentacles they are (laughs) jam-packed into the show so we have social media we have mutant ages social media on like pretty much every platform you could dream up which is to say pinterest tumblr instagram facebook twitter and we use them all and they're all great and they're all worth following and the two of us are individually on a lot of those platforms i'm at Mitty myers at, at pretty much everywhere twitter at all i'm at ryan pagella on twitter and at ryan.pagella on instagram cool also we have a youtube channel which yes we do we finally completed our let's play of ravages of the apocalypse by oh the my way. god i know finally so you can watch all of that quake conversion game with me and ryan playing it back when we weren't social distancing and actually in the same room playing a video game together you can enjoy we're gonna have to figure that. out something to do for a street i don't know I'm, I'm gonna put up some Twitch ideas channel tbd you will have to follow know. our social media for that and find out when and if we do it. Um, but anyway, you can check out the YouTube in the meantime. And, and also on our YouTube, we do clips of the this show over the animated series or whatever animated uh, show that we're watching. But also I do a bunch of parody videos with Maddie up there. And sometimes we do throwback theaters where we like read our old fan fictions or old movies that we made, including 
demon or x-men parodies called demon so yeah. there you go yeah and you know what else we read our old things on is okay this, <laughs> our this, patreon our patreon is where i was gonna try to go with that terrible segue because we did a good job we recorded I, i'm a couple, proud of you a couple bonus patreon episodes where we read some old old demon scripts and like old stuff that i don't know how to even describe it about ryan's fiction that he wrote as a teenager and laughed at the it X-Men, and- but whatever we also do other special things on our patreon so first of all if you want to back our patreon that'd be fantastic i mean if you can't we understand given the weird times we're in now uh this is you know like very helpful for our income and also keeping the show on in, on the air on the airwaves <laughs> on the mojo verse or whatever yeah, you want to call Mojo's it just gonna cancel us any day but luckily we have a patreon <laughs> but we and we do put things up on our patreon like special behind the scenes videos and the show notes we also do a special bonus podcast generally it's off of like some movie or like other superhero uh media that we decide to consume or we do a little throwback theater there's all sorts of things katie will contribute over there from our our sister podcast uh the warcraft valley podcast which yeah. is about x-men fan fiction that mm-hmm. we're rewriting yeah uh, that we wrote maybe i should specify that from our teens yeah i mean warcraft valley could change completely and you just read other people's fan fictions and then that yep. show could go on forever but no yeah. you have plenty of your own fi- old yeah, fan fictions things. to read and make fun of right and if you would also like to leave us a review that'd be amazing on whatever you use whether it's itunes soundcloud or whether whatever podcast listening apps you use if you don't want to leave a review please leave us a star rating because it helps increase our visibility we're a completely fan supported show so all this goes a long way for us Wow, you've really got that down. Like you just do. did the whole plug section. Like- no, not yet. There's a few things we have to mention. First of all, send us your reader mail to the oh, yeah, at gmail.com. Reader mail will now be happening once a month in a reader mail bag. So send it all and we'll give a, you all the attention that you deserve because we want to no seriously when you we want to hear from you. We want to hear all your questions, your ideas and we like actually want to think about them and go into depth with all those questions and comments so send them to the mutantages at gmail.com you could also leave us a voicemail uh at our mutantages voicemail which is 1-508-319-1668 and you can send us physical mail which at some point we're going to do a unboxing of the stuff that has been sent in when we're allowed to be in the same room maybe we could do one on like split we might be able to do a remote I, i did think about that but we'll see hopefully we'll be out of this sooner than later but you can send that mail on over to P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, 01760. And you can see this all up on our Mutant Ages page. So if you go to themutantages.com, you can see that. And our Discord server, if you would like to click the link and join there to talk among us and our fans. Yeah, the Discord server is pretty cool these days. Like more and more people are joining it and chatting with each other about X-Men. And so you should join it too and have a place to hang out, especially if you're lonely during quarantine and social distancing and you want a place to hang out. That's a great place to do that. So yeah, basically just check out all the stuff we just mentioned and hang out with us virtually yeah i just i had that down to a science that time yeah, and I'm it didn't impressed. fuck up the p.o box this time are you proud of me i am proud of you i am proud of you i wasn't prepared because i forgot about the email address and the p.o box and i don't remember where i am right now i don't have That's any okay. sense of reality you and i both need to eat food Brian, which is a common problem I? for us who am i am i long shot do you have amnesia who i don't remember I? anything maddie we have to call <laughs> professor xavier and have him going deep inside no! your mind for several hours <laughs> It's like a punishment to be confused. Oh All my right, god. We're going to go make dinner. Yes, uh, we are. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Call us Wolverine. The mutant ages.